My car, or what I call my boat, or sometimes my airplane, my home, or my library, is always clean, always shiny and swept and taken care of, ever ready for passengers on their way to work or honeymoons, to catch a plane or join a cruise with dancing bands, and a hospitable staff of bartenders, captains, and single doctors. I take pride in the service I provide, because I and the likes of me are the carriers of this world, the movers and the linkers. Just try to imagine the fate of any great dynasty without the donkey, the elephant, or the camel's back. I won't start about the horse, but do imagine where the Hyksos would be without their chariots, or the Mohammedan invaders without their hunchbacked servants, those magnificent porters of dates, swords, water, and goat's milk. If it hadn't been for the services of the camel, the defeated Byzantines would still be arguing and trying to determine the sex of angels while complimenting themselves on the intact orifice of Mary. In my car, I hide an elaborate feather duster and a screwdriver. I leave the feather duster under my seat and the screwdriver at my side. You see, I took the advice of my friend Mamadou, the Senegalese spider who hangs out at Café Bolero. He said to me once, Never carry a gun and don't carry a knife either. Carry a thick stick with ostrich feathers on top to keep away the filth and the troubled, and a screwdriver to stab with when needed. That way the police can't accuse you of violent intent. You can always claim that you were defending yourself with whatever happened to be lying around. Still, I drove for years without carrying either, until my car started to collect dust and fall apart. Everything started to rattle and shake, and I feared that the mirrors would fall off and the doors would swing open and the very poor would come in and beg for a free ride. Like the homeless man I picked up once on a night when the cold was so cold and the streets were desolate. The man looked as if he was going to collapse. He stood in front of my car, oblivious to the traffic, and the light changed over his shoulder and made him look like a glowing saint. He laid all his plastic bags in the middle of the road, raised his arms like Jesus, and begged me to take him in. I rolled down the window. He approached me and said, There! and pointed to the sky behind him. I am not going far, please. Have pity on my old bones. It is cold, and I have no money for the bus, and I am hungry. I have to get to the shelter. They are serving soup. I let him in. He sat in the front. He piled the bags on his lap, and they covered the dashboard and crossed his seat's border onto mine. He had the smell of the destitute, and he talked about God and his angels. He said he had seen them that night. Who? I asked. The angels, he said. The angels and he started to talk, and his lips flapped against each other like featherless wings, describing angels that land on a strip beside the river. His big black garbage bags rattled with empty cans as if they were full of trapped devils and snakes. I dropped him under the bridge. He got out and immediately started to run, shouting, I will pray for you! I will pray for you! And his bags bounced off his rushing heels.